Welcome, everybody, to the 50th ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast, the Corey Maggetti edition of the West Coast Preps Warrior podcast. Great. Hey, he averaged over 18 points per game in his two seasons in Golden State. Put his jersey up in the rafters. I think so. Number 50 up in the rafters. That's a Maggetti number. He no started the dynasty. He was he was one of the first greats. True, true. He was part of that, you know, he was what the the gap player, right? Yes, he was. The one that got him to Steph Curry. And now, and now look at where they are. They've won three titles thus far. Best team in the league this year, for sure. We'll get into that in a little bit, but everybody, I'm Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlatoon. We're going to go right into it because before we got on the air, Greg called Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'll, you know I'm just going to let you finish this off. The luckiest player in NFL history, at least for this season, right? That's more of a clickbait headline. This season, he's the luckiest player in NFL. He should not even even been in the AFC Championship game. The Browns won that divisional game and my GMT guarantee would have been right and I mentioned this last week on the last podcast and I'm mentioning it again it's absurd the NFL needs to recall it I want to protest the Chiefs should not be in the Super Bowl and that's that's my story well we can't change the course of history now we just gotta move on from it Greg well it's absurd well, you seem a little salty as a Raider fan I know you want to get rid of the tuck rule I bet you would like to go back in history and change that I mean, I would like to change that, but at the same time, would the Raiders have won? We don't know. One call won't make or break the game. I mean... No, it stinks to hear. Yeah, it was a fumble where there was like a minute and a half left in the game, so... Yeah, I mean, you'd think they would have won, but we have seen the Raiders do Raiders things. What happened with that Miami game last month? Yeah, it's just it's the course of the Raiders franchise history. So you can't just say they would have won. The Raiders... Knowing the Raiders, they would take a kneel down and somehow the snap would go over the quarterback's head. I'm not sure how that's possible when you're um, not in shotgun. Aren't you from the Bay Area? Haven't didn't you grow up just seeing Raiders <laughs> mistakes throughout the years? I, I did. You're right. Yeah, there you you're go. right. You're right. All the way from the paper gate to uh to the tuck rule. The Raiders always found a way to lose. Paper greats in all time. Just lose, baby. Just lose. That that should be the new Raiders slogan. I've been saying that for years. Anyway, well, now now it's official. It's on the West Coast Press Podcast. Yes, so it is. And, and that is official. So is Patrick Mahomes apparently being the luckiest player in NFL history this season. This season, yeah. It's clickbait. It's straight clickbait. Sorry, guys. Sometimes we got to do clickbait. You're seeing some of those links I see on Facebook that pop up. I see the headline. I'm thinking, what is this? And I see all these comments. I'm like, you people need to stop falling for this. Yeah. Don't fall for Greg's little clickbait. No, I mean, fall for it. Click on westcoastpeps.com. Fall for it. Oh, click, click on us regardless. You don't need a little clickbait headline of oh, I mean, yeah, Patrick we got great Mahomes. content anyways. But, hey, you know, we're going to get those people riled up, and they're going to want to comment about Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. And then, really, they're all wrong because the greatest quarterback of all time is playing on the other side of the field in the Super Bowl. And that's Mr. Tom Brady. I mean, he is honestly the greatest of all time. There's no argument there. Yeah. What is this? It's, there's ten. been 55 ten Super Bowl. Bowls, and he's been to 10. I have a great stat for you. Steph Curry shoots a three-pointer three at 43% of the time. He's going to make it. Tom Brady is going to make the Super Bowl 48% of the time. So it's more likely that Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is going to hit a three-point shot. Just take that into consideration. He should still be a Patriot, though. That dude is a cheater. He cheated on the Patriots and decided to leave us. I'm still a little salty about that, but I'm rooting for Brady in two weeks. You won you six Super Bowls. What more could you want? 
I cried. I'm okay. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's a Mr. Patriot. Mr. American. I don't think you understand how great you've had it as a fan. No, I understand. You're like one of those fans. Because Cam Newton just broke my heart every week and just, you know, made it hard to root for the Patriots because you knew he was going to mess something up and fumble against the Bills with 20 seconds left and all this stupid stuff he did all year. Ooh, I'm Mr. Cam Superman. No, get out of here. You can't even, can't do that when you throw six touchdown passes in a season. Stop. Okay, let's move on. I can't get riled up on now Cam Now to the Newton Warriors. Again. The Warriors have not had a good stretch either. Well, they, they had 90 minutes to get, like, ready for the game. Their flight no, got yeah, delayed. That wasn't I mean, good, but they now. lost to the Knicks, too. Yeah, hey, you know. So it hasn't been a good few games. They're still at 8-8, eight eight, though. They're still early. Don't They're still to, trying to figure things out here and there. We record this podcast on Mondays to come out Tuesday. So maybe when this podcast releases, hopefully they're nine and eight. Well, I mean, if they lose to Minnesota, you might as well just get rid of the team, just blow it up. You can't lose to Minnesota yeah. right now. Trade everyone but Steph. You need to. You need to beat Minnesota too. You, more times you beat Minnesota this season, the better that the Minnesota better pick, pick is, so. comes in. So is it top three protected? Right. It is top three. That's protected. ridiculous. I think they should get rid of that. No protection. I don't really like the protection on picks. It's interesting, but I, I just I don't like that. Yeah. Especially top three. It's like oh well. That just gives you more incentive to tank. Oh, Minnesota's going to tank. They're already 4-11. Yeah. d It's d He's not a winner. I just don't see how the Minnesota franchise is really going to succeed. Yeah, Anthony Edwards would rather play NFL football than he would in NBA basketball, too. So, he's really he's really all in it. Oh, basketball's not fun, according to Anthony Edwards, either. Not sure how you take someone, number one, that... Doesn't think basketball is fun. That's why James Wiseman's better. That's right. So was Lamelo Ball. True. True. Who did the Bulls take it for? Is he doing anything? That's only two, three rookies I've heard anything about. Actually, I haven't heard anything about Edwards. It's all been Wiseman. I haven't seen much of Edwards either. It's been mainly Lamelo Ball, his assist, sometimes a three, right, or just James Wiseman. Yeah. When he makes a, a normal chess pass, ESPN goes crazy. Oh my God, Lamelo Ball made a pass. It's like, mm, come on. It's worse than the Zion stuff from last year. Zion was pretty much every single second. Yeah. Lamella Ball's not quite there, though, yet. Mm, not quite. Zion was just an incredible freak, too, at the same time. Oh, no. Lamella's having a good rookie is, season. But Zion's was ridiculous when he came in. That first game, he just couldn't miss a shot. That was nuts. After the first 16 games, who would you rather have, James Wiseman or Lamella Ball? It all depends on the fit, too, right? No, no, no. But you in take, terms of you need to take in terms player. of future for NBA right now, I'd probably rather take Lamelo Ball. Wow. So you're saying Bob Meyer should be fired? No, 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 no. That is not what you should be gathering from this. Mm. But for the Warriors, more James bait. James Wiseman fits a lot better. More but in terms bait. of if you're wanting Bob to go for Myers it, should be fired. He should become the new <laughs> Lakers executive. I think that's what Chris Jackson just said, ladies and gentlemen. I did not say anything remotely <laughs> resembling that. Chris Jackson is hating on the Monta Vista grad. How dare you? Your own barrier product. How dare you, Chris Jackson, say that Bob Myers should be fired. That's clickbait. Why are you doing clickbait? Said, I never once said Bob Myers should be fired. <clears throat> I, that's what I heard. That's what the audience heard. The global audience, we have heard that. It's asinine that you would even mention something else. I did not mention that. I did not say that Bob Myers should be fired. I don't think Greg can talk anymore because this guy over here is laughing uncontrollably. Bob Myers shall not be fired. But Lamella Ball is, for most franchises, I think would be the better pick than James Wiseman. But for the Warriors itself, Wiseman was You know who's not a good pick for all franchises? 
Jacob Evans? No, Chris Jackson. No, I mean, I'm not an NBA player. Yeah. Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole's a good player. I like him. I feel like I've seen him on the court like for five minutes this season. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fair. But he's also just a second-year guy. He's shown flashes. He's shown he can do it. He just doesn't have the opportunities. They just need to get more young big men because Kevon Looney's nearing the end of like 45 years old. So Kevon <laughs> Looney's kind of aging. Yeah, you know like the bench warmers, I am 12. He's like, no, I am 45. Yeah, he's the oldest player in the NBA, <laughs> but he's not. Yeah. But he is. Yeah, who was the other one? Thon Maker? Wasn't he always looks super old too? Yeah, there was always discrepancies about his age. Yeah, even yeah. when he was doing every pretty much aspect of his I think career. Giannis is like 12 too. It's a big twelve-year-old. Yeah. Hey, they all of a sudden they, they grew up a lot. Twelve-year-olds yeah. are all of a sudden looking like what I looked like when I was eighteen. Yeah, beards and mustaches and uh, crazy times right now. Wonder how a twelve-year-old gets a beard. But regardless, to some serious business now. Yeah. Can, yeah. Let's move on. Winter Circle Athletics Champions League football action in Southern California. Greg was down there again. Check out his game recaps and photos from the weekend on our website at westcoastpreps.com. Greg saw all the action, so we go into it. Greg first. Just some takeaways from what you saw over the weekend. Yeah, it was another good week of football. Um, I think one of the main things from the first game is exclusive speed is uh, resilient. They always are going to fight. They're not going to give up on each other. Um, basically... They have been down twice. Every Each time I've been down there, they went down twice, and they fought their way back. One time they won. WCA is a great team, though, and, and they had one more big play um, than Exclusive did to take the victory this weekend. But Exclusive Speed fought back, and they make good second-half adjustments, and they really get going in the second half uh, when they need to, and they really rally around each other. So that's a big thing. Iron sharpens iron. Jonah Coleman's good, a beast. I think we've all. I think everybody knows that. that. Yeah, we've all noticed that. Um, but their defense, probably one of the best defenses out there right now. They really have hardly given up any points this week. No, they haven't. And you look at it. <clears throat> opponents have scored about twenty nine points over the last three weeks, which is an average of less than ten points per game. But if you want to look at it, two week two, <clears throat> two pick sixes given up, right? So technically, that defensive effort, there's nothing in there. There's I want to look at it, 15 points over a two-week span. Yeah. Or three-week span, I guess, at that point. They're, they're not giving up anything. They had a pick six again this past weekend. David Wood taking that pick to the house. But Iron Sharpens Iron's defense is phenomenal. They've been like that all year. We saw against Sunset, too. It was seven points in regulation there. Sunset couldn't really drive down the field. Then it took until overtime for them to get into the end zone to get a two-point conversion. So Iron Sharpens Iron's got a great defense. Jonah Coleman, we've seen the beast. Alonzo Jackson now adding to that roster is a good addition. They've got some guys. You've got the Johnson brothers. I mean, you got LeDevin Johnson. you got Leon Johnson. One also, thing I would say is feed Jonah Coleman. I'd, I mean, if I was a head coach, I'd hand him the ball every time. That dude's just an absolute tank. Oh, he's, he's No one can tackle him. I don't know how anyone It takes five guys to tackle that guy. It does. I, Literally. What is he squatting now, 850 pounds? Probably. Yeah, maybe 1,200 pounds. That's fair. I think that's Easy. reasonable. Yeah, he just lifts up a car and lifts it. Lifts up more like a truck. One of those ones to see on I five the whole drive down. <laughs> oh god, I've seen way too many of those in the past. Way too many bugs weeks. on the windshield too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Pouring, pouring rain when I went up there in LA. This is the hardest rain I've ever driven through. Really? A little scary. 
Anyways, other thing is Cal Strength. They lost this weekend to move to three and one. They're still a great football team. They had ample amount of opportunities and they just fell short. They fell a yard short a couple times from scoring touchdowns and they just were that close. There was another sack by Josh Zizing that got called back by a face mask that I've looked at multiple different replays. I don't think was a face mask. It's hard to tell. The quarterback just threw his head down. It was nearly a safety as he got sacked at the one. And I think that that one call changed the the outcome of that game because who knows what happens with the ball at a one. You know, you could so many things could happen at that point. But Cal Strength is a great football team. Both quarterbacks played well again against a really hard and talented OC elite team. Yes, they did. Mono, or Cal Strength, I should say, with all those Montevistas, San Ramon Valley. You've got Pittsburgh, Clayton Valley Charter. Also got one of the receivers from Archbishop Weird in there out in the city. Lots of talent on the roster. Great coaching. Sure, they lost, but 3-1, and one, they had opportunities to win that game, too. You look at it, Aiden Jackson, that receiver from Reardon, that senior, he's been a consistent presence for them this entire time when they played in L.A. Past three weeks, 123 receiving yards on nine catches. And don't forget, these are 10-minute running clocks. So he's really, really producing when they're, the ball is not in their hands all that much. He's got two straight weeks of 50-plus yards, 51 yards last week on four catches in their 29-0 win. Then this past week, they just won, tw- I guess lost, I should say, 21-14. I'm so used to St. Cal strike the win. Yeah. feels weird to say they lost, Unusual. but he has 52 yards on four catches in this game. Aiden Jackson's played very well. One of the top receivers, and I would say athletes all across the Winter Circle Athletics Champions League. And you mentioned exclusive speeds, resiliency. This past week they went down big, but they came back again. Testament to the kids, everybody for not giving up and rallying together. That game you were at, again, a few weeks ago, 21-6, they're down, they come back. 21 straight points. Eli Burkhandler gets that touchdown pass there near the end of the game, the final seconds of Azari Brown. They win that game. They're 2-2, but look at their losses as well. This last game lost to a really, really, really good squad. Then the first week was to Long Beach grind 9-7 to in the game. They gave up less than 100 yards. Both of the teams that they've lost to are undefeated. Clearly two of the best teams in the league down in WCA and the Champions League. Exclusive Speed's a good, they have a good team. They have a good roster. They're resilient as we've mentioned multiple times. They've played the game that I went to two weeks ago, or sorry, what, three weeks, whatever it was. In week two, probably the best game that I've watched down there. Cal Strength gave a good run in OC Elite. That game was incredible back and forth every game or every play, but they still have played two of the probably best games. Two of the top five games that I've watched down there for sure. But Exclusive Speed is always going to play a a good game. Um, And like I said, they've lost to the two undefeated teams by a combined of, what, nine points? Nine points, yeah. So. Yeah, so that's that's nothing. Both games, one possession losses, one by two, one by seven. So they've always been in every single game, even if they do go down big a little bit in the first half. Look at some box scores from exclusive speeds loss. Eli Brickhandler had 70 passing yards and one touchdown. Elias Herrera had 49 rushing yards and two carries. Also had 17 receiving yards. You look at Jerry on Dickey, another game for him where he scores four catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. One of the nicest throw and catches I've ever seen, too. That was right in the bread basket and toe dime. tap. It was perfect. That was a Dilford dime. Dilford dime. There you go. Haven't heard that one in a long time. Yeah, it's been, it's been I think, <laughs> since high school since I've heard of Dilford dime, yep, honestly. Right. But it's back. And now OC Elite against Cal Strength when OC Elite won in overtime there. Jack Quigley and Dylan Devitt combined for over 
nearly 100 passing yards there. Don't forget the running clock and all of that stuff in there as well. Gavin Cribb, nine carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. He also had two receiving yards. You had Jack Quigley at 13 rushing yards. Also a score, Aiden Jackson's 52 receiving yards. Jack Endry's the Montevista tight end, 26 receiving yards on two catches. Matthew Casada, the Pittsburgh receiver, eight yards on one catch. Moved over to Pittsburgh from Freedom. Was Freedom's leading receiver a year ago. Caden Ridley from San Ramon Valley, one catch for six yards. Then Iron Sharpens Iron, just a, obviously a defensive display, but their ground game as well, really just punishing team hustle again. 20 to nothing win. Keyshawn Gooding, six carries for 33 yards on the touchdown. Jonah Coleman had three carries for 24 yards. Michael Rayford, one carry for 21 yards. Penny Kawafuzi, one carry for nine yards in the touchdown. Then Alonzo Jackson, three carries for five yards. And let's keep in mind, the exclusive speed and iron sharpens irons games. Conditions were awful. It was downpouring in all the second half of the exclusive speed game. And iron sharpens irons game was basically had a constant uh, rain falling as well. So take that in consideration. That's why there was so much ground attack by iron sharpens iron and some of the stats were a little lower than what we've seen in the past couple weeks but conditions were not uh, ideal this past weekend either no they were not we're used to seeing i guess bigger numbers from all these teams right cal strength consistently putting up big numbers each week this week not as much also it's the matter of the opponent having the ball a lot too right that's just some the way it's going to go in those running clock situations and i have one more takeaway cal strength needs some brighter colors for their numbers on their jerseys so I can take down stats a little easier. You know, it'd be uh, it's a little hard to see that during the night, but that's my that's my final takeaway of the weekend. That was Greg's last takeaway. Now for our next topic, our third ever athlete of the week from West Coast Preps. Check this out today at the story for it at westcoastpreps.com and our third ever athlete of the week is Oak Grove senior running back Elias Herrera. Indeed, he had a great game all around, catching the ball out of the backfield, running the ball out of the backfield, as he continues to grow and produce as a exclusive speed travel team. 49 rushing yards and a touchdown on two carries, 17 yards and two catches, as he's been everywhere and a winner every step of the way, as Oak Grove won 10 games last season, and being the CCS Division II runner-up to Los Gatos, Elias Herrera, he's shifty, he catches the ball out of the backfield, he's a great player. And he's strong, too. Another thing, too. He might not be the biggest kid ever, right? He's But Jonah Coleman's not the biggest kid ever, ever either, right? At least height-wise, and what are they doing? They're still producing both. All these guys are going to be guys that go to the next level of last year. We're going to see more opportunities come about from, especially the offseason. He's had his high school career just a nonstop winner. He's doing that again in the Winter Circle Athletics Champions League. It'll be fun to see what he does going forward for their last regular season game and their postseason as well on February 6th. But now our last topic, we have interns coming to the West Coast Preps team. They actually yesterday. just came in yesterday. It's a fun time. Check out all of their stuff, westcoastpreps.com, social media. You'll see their bios on our website. Go to our contact page, meet the team. We have a story coming out about each of these guys as well. Great team we're really adding. I know we've got five guys coming to the team, four of them from Sonoma State University, another from Cal State East Bay. We're very excited to welcome them. I know Greg's very excited for his marketing team as well. Indeed. I think we're we're really going to collaborate. And we're going to try and come up with new ideas, different ways to you know, help these kids out um, in the Bay Area and help them get more exposure, the exposure that they deserve and need. As we've seen, the Bay Area teams have almost dominated down south and beating a lot of great SoCal teams. And SoCal versus NorCal is always a big thing 
but NorCal deserves this for sure. So the marketing team is really going to, you know, we're going to try and bolster up and try and make sure we, we create great content for, for you guys and create different ideas for Chris, your story and your writing team. Definitely. It's going to be very exciting. Our marketing interns we're adding. We got John Cini. We got Evan Fate. Got a great guy as well. We just added from Cal State East Bay. Check out all of his work. Our helmet actually. Just so much stuff from him. Cameron Sanji, Cal State East Bay student as well. He's going to be a great addition to our team. So we much will, great we'll artwork. We'll certainly be posting some of his artwork here soon. Very talented artist and excited to bring him onto the team as well. Yes, definitely will be. And then we've got our reporting interns. Big broadcasting background here from Willing Lapori. He's actually coached high school football too at Tamales High School where he was a running backs coach. He's following a lot of passion for sports. Then Jake Morrissey, another communications major at Sonoma State and kid from Chico, California. Now he's out here at Sonoma State out here in the Bay Area. He's got a wide spectrum of favorite teams. Milwaukee Bucks, San Francisco Giants, and Minnesota Vikings. He was a Giants fan, so good enough for me. That's the one Colin I have in there. Giants fan. But you know what? what are you a Bucks and Vikings fan now? No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them either, but I'd rather see those than the San Francisco Giants. We all know San Francisco Giants run the bay. Way better than the A's. The A's can't even get more than 10,000 fans at their games half the time. Come on. The A's invented social distancing before it was a thing. Oh, good job. Good job, A's. You invented light where people ahead. can't go to games. Light years ahead, no, just like the, Warriors. the Golden State Warriors. The A's are light years behind. Let's the be real. A's here. are light years ahead, except with their stadium. <laughs> Stadium. That stadium is trash. I work there. It's trash. It's straight it trash. It has character, though. Character. They have rally possums. There's nothing like being in the game in the section next to you. Where you're wondering why everybody's standing up. There's a possum running there. That stadium is dangerous to people. I don't think they should allow people before COVID or after COVID into that stadium because it's a danger to people. True. True. It's a fair, fair assessment there. So, anyways, away from the A's because they are straight trash. They're going to have the worst season that they've had in a long time this upcoming season. And you mark my words, that's a GMT guarantee. Wow. Because they are trash. Guarantee. Wow, the GMT guarantee is coming in. Another GMT guarantee. It, I never lose. Never lost. Bucks winning the Super Bowl. You heard it here three weeks ago. Three weeks ago you heard that GMT guarantee. But that's just some of the things that our marketing team is going to come up with. You know, We're going to come up with new little gimmicks and fun ideas. Chris is over here. He's really upset about my GMT guarantees. So, you know, I'm going to talk more about our interns. They're very passionate about sports, and I think that's what that's what's really going to bring us together. That's what everyone that reads our content, everyone's passionate about sports. So it's going to be a fun time. We're going to come up with really great ideas, and, yeah, I think I'm excited. I'm very excited for them. They're all you can tell how much they love just producing content, working on the business side as well with our marketing interns. This is going to be a fun staff. It's going to be a fun semester working with them, excited to give them experience and see what they do the rest of their careers, accomplishing their dreams. It's going to be a great time. It's going to really help out all these student athletes in the Bay Area as well. And support our interns as well. Give them a follow on social media as we will be posting more of their stuff in the upcoming days and weeks. So make sure you follow along on westcoastpreps.com as they produce more content for us throughout the throughout the months definitely yeah so stay tuned for that at westcoastpreps.com you got a gmt guarantee for this week greg i I guess you mentioned it with the a's giants thing but 
You gotta have one for this week of sports. It's gotta be something. For this week of sports? What's going on this week? This is like the most dead week, right? What, now, the what do the Warriors do this week? What do the Warriors do this week? They play the T-Wolves how twice. Many, how many threes does Steph hit this week? Well, they play the T-Wolves twice. How many games do they play? I don't know. This I would imagine it'd be three, there. right? Has to be three. Three games? Probably at tops four, but I'd imagine it's three. Let's go through their yeah. schedule well, for let's this see. week. I know they play the T-Wolves back-to-back here. Or in the early week, they don't go 2-0 against. Oh, they got four games this week because you got a back-to-back where you play Minnesota, then you go to Phoenix the next night at home against Detroit. Okay, okay, so four games. How many threes does Steph hit? I'll go over under at. I think he's got a big week. Four games. I'll say he's gonna have 18 threes. Okay, okay. I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota and Detroit are two games he should have big ones. No. One of those Minnesota games will definitely break free. Phoenix on the road, I think. Actually, I think they're going to lose that road game in Phoenix. It's going to kind of be a tough day there. Yeah, back to back after playing the T Wolves twice. I mean, that could be. It's a potential win, but it's also a potential. I loss. could we'll see, see that being a loss. I think it's a three and one stretch coming up this week. That's fine. I think that's a good week. If that you is, continue to have weeks like that, you're going to be good. Yeah. Then at that point, you go to that. You look at their record at the end of the week. It's eleven to nine. Yeah. Above 500 in the Western Conference, that puts you in good position going forward, especially when you have this stretch coming up after that where you've got a home game against Boston and two straight road games at Dallas, who's also kind of struggling through the schedule as well after that kind of breakthrough season they had a year ago. But we'll see what happens for the Warriors. Not really a whole lot of other predictions we can make just because there's no Super Bowl nah, this week, unfortunately. Exactly. But Don't worry, we'll have, oh, we'll have our Jackson be, 5 and GMT guarantees. Yeah. Don't worry, those those are all coming back. Yeah, perfect. But that'll wrap it up for this edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. Follow all of our work on social media, West Coast Preps underscore. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and follow all of our work at westcoastpreps.com. Because I'm gone. So long.